0: The ACB Braille Forum, Volume 57, September 2018, Number 3 Published by the American Council of the Blind Read by Thomasine Berg in the recording studio of the Perkins Library Be a part of ACB The American Council of the Blind, trademark, is a membership organization made up of more than 70 state and special interest affiliates, For the latest in legislative and governmental news, call the Washington Connection 24-7 at 1-800-424-8666 or read it online. Listen to ACB reports by downloading the MP3 file from www.acb.org or call 605 605- Four seven five eight one five four and choose option three. Tune in to ACB radio at www.acbradio.org or by calling seven one two seven seven five four eight zero eight. Learn more about us at www.acb.org. Follow us on Twitter at at sign A C B N A T I O N A L or like us on Facebook at WWW dot F A C E B O O K dot slash A M E R I C A N C O U N C I L O F T H E B L I N D O F F I C I A L Copyright 2018 American Council of the Blind Eric Bridges Executive Director Sharon Lovering Editor 1703 North Beauregard Street Suite 420 Alexandria, Virginia 22311 Table of Contents President's Message ACB Applauds Senate for Advancing Marrakesh Treaty by Kim Charlson Looking Back at St. Louis and Ahead to Rochester by Janet Dickelman St. Louis ACB's Gateway to Success by Ron Brooks, Susan Glass, Donna Brown, Paul Edwards, and Deb Cook-Lewis Mini Mall News by Carla Rushevel American Council of the Blind Announces Audio Description Awards Summary of the ACB Convention Board Meeting by Deb Cook-Lewis ACB Radio Holiday Auction The Fun Begins by Carla Reshevel New ACB Chapter for Members Under 40 by Amanda Selm Affiliate News The Experience of a Lifetime Awaits You at Ski for Light International Week 2019 Are you moving? Do you want to change your subscription? Contact Sharon Lovering in the ACB National Office. 1-800-424-8666 or via email slovering at acb.org. Give her the information and she'll make the changes for you. Keep up with the most important ACB news and announcements without any other chatter. Subscribe to the ACB Announce Listserv. Send a blank email to, announce dash subscribe at acblists dot org, or visit www dot slash mailman slash. L-I-S-T-I-N-F-O slash A-N-N-O-U-N-C-E and type your email address and name where indicated. ACB Radio has a new and improved website. Come see for yourself at www.acbradio.org. Keep up with the haps when affiliates stream conventions at www.acbradio.org/news. President's message: ACB applauds Senate for advancing Marrakesh Treaty by Kim Charlson. On June 28, 2018, as ACB members were arriving in St. Louis for the 57th Annual National Convention of the American Council of the Blind, ACB received the news that the United States Senate passed, through unanimous consent, the Marrakesh Treaty Implementation Act, S-2559. This action ratifies, through the advice and unanimous consent calendar of the Senate, this landmark treaty agreed upon by the World Intellectual Property Organization in 2013. As ACB gathered in St. Louis, almost five years to the day after Marrakesh was introduced to the world, we continue to be excited by the new frontier that lies ahead for the tens of millions of people who are blind worldwide, who have challenges gaining access to accessible written material. Passage of the Marrakesh Treaty by the Senate sets the stage for the United States to play a major role in ending the global shortage of accessible books for people who are blind or have other print-reading disabilities. ACB has been actively involved with advocating for the treaty's principles and was represented in Marrakesh on June 27, 2013, when the final document was passed by WIPO. Commonly referred to as the Marrakesh Treaty, it facilitates access to materials in a specialized format to eligible individuals. The final step necessary for the U.S. to begin participating in the sharing of accessible books is passage of S-2559 by the U.S. House of Representatives, which will fine-tune the necessary copyright provisions to allow for the exchange of such materials. Having received unanimous consent in the Senate, we believe that the House of Representatives has no reason to hold up passage of the minor amendments to U.S. copyright law. At the time of writing of this message, ACB is hopeful that the House will pass this legislation before they adjourn. ACB stands committed to working with the other nations that have already ratified the treaty, assuring that accessible materials can begin to be made available for both American citizens and other individuals who are blind seeking published works from the United States. Over the years that I have worked in accessible libraries, now as the Executive Director of the Perkins Braille and Talking Book Library in Massachusetts, I have had countless opportunities to introduce people to the wonders of audio, braille, large print, and electronic materials. The thrill of finding an accessible format version of an important book for a student's class, an article needed by someone to prepare a report for work, or a grandfather wanting a title written by his granddaughter, each and every one of these experiences have been priceless to me. The true joy for me is knowing how that feeling of satisfaction will grow several hundredfold as Marrakesh moves forward into its implementation, bringing with it greater access to more accessible materials than ever before. I can't wait for the new challenges that Marrakesh will give me to serve library borrowers with the vast array of accessible resources from throughout the world. Looking Back at St. Louis and Ahead to Rochester by Janet Dickelman The 2018 ACB Conference and Convention in St. Louis was a rousing success. The hotel staff at the Union Station was extremely helpful and friendly. We had wonderful volunteers from JW, LDS, and many other sources. The host committee, chaired by Jesuita Tabor, did a great job obtaining entertainment, clergy, local exhibitors, items for registration bags, and whatever else was asked of them. It gives me great pleasure to acknowledge the convention committee, Marjorie, Sally, Danielle, Rick, Michael, Rhonda, and Vicki. You handle your duties independently and efficiently. You make my life so much easier. Thank you to Kim, Paula, and Catalina for your assistance with telephone registrations. The Minneapolis and Alexandria staffs, as always, were extremely helpful performing many convention-related tasks. To those of you who participated in the convention, either in person or via ACB radio, thank you for your support and feedback. The dates for 2019's conference and convention are July 5th through 12th will be in Rochester, New York, at the Hyatt and Riverside, formerly Radisson, hotels. Hotel details and information about traveling to Rochester will be provided in my next article. St. Louis ACB's Gateway to Success By Ron Brooks, Susan Glass, Donna Brown, Paul Edwards, and Deb Cook-Lewis Saturday Each year's conference opens with a general session where the ACB celebrates the past year's achievements. Its members, both past and present, who have made significant contributions to the work of the organization, and major sponsors whose work has positively impacted the lives of ACB members and other blind people throughout America and the world. Proceedings are broadcast live via ACB radio, and a recording of the entire proceeding will be available soon from ACB. ACB President Kim Charlson gave her annual report to the membership. She discussed ACB's advocacy efforts, which include work on access to audio description of television, cable, and other media content ensuring access to emerging forms of transportation such as Uber, Lyft, and automated vehicles, the implementation of the Marrakesh Treaty, allowing for the sharing of published content for the use of people with disabilities, and a partnership with Cisco Systems to launch a new enterprise-grade desk phone, which includes built-in text-to-speech capabilities. Charlson mentioned ACB's efforts to improve its financial stability and to grow its revenues. One of these efforts is the establishment of an endowment fund, which will cover ongoing operations. She then informed us about a brand-new program whereby the Academy for Certification of Vision Rehabilitation and Education Professionals is offering continuing education units to blindness professionals including educators, rehabilitation specialists, technology trainers, orientation and mobility instructors, and others who participate in designated ACB conference workshops. Charlson announced that ACB's mobile app, ACB Link, is now available for people using Android mobile devices. Additional enhancements for both the Apple and Android versions of ACB Link are also being planned, including the ability to listen to audio content offline. Next, Root Call and Saqib Shaik, co-creators of the Seeing AI mobile app, presented on behalf of Microsoft Corporation. This app has enabled more than 200,000 blind people across the world to identify and interpret more than 7 million items, ranging from currency to pictures, documents, and food packaging. Seeing AI is a work in progress, but it represents Microsoft's commitment to increasing accessibility and empowering people with disabilities through the use of technology. They also discussed Microsoft's Soundscape project, which is designed to use sounds to map visual environments. After the presentation, ACB Awards Committee co-chair Chip Haley presented the James R. Olson Distinguished Service Award to Microsoft in recognition of the contributions which Seeing AI has made to accessibility for people who are blind or visually impaired. Charlson then returned to the podium to present life memberships to James Crott, Miami, Florida, Jerry Coors, Indianapolis, Indiana, Lawrence Carter, Raleigh, North Carolina, Lisa Landry, Belle Rose, Louisiana, and Eric Bridges, Arlington, Virginia. Next came a short presentation recognizing ACB Angels. Dan Spoon updated the convention on the ACB Angels wall. The wall was created as a place where members can honor past ACB members and or guide dogs for their lasting contributions to ACB and the lives of its members. Dan invited everyone to visit the wall in the exhibit hall. Attendees heard from Suman Kanaganti, president and CEO of Ira Corporation. Kanuganti described how Ira uses live operators and technology to provide real-time information to blind and visually impaired subscribers, thereby assisting them to travel to and from job interviews, navigate through airports and other complex environments, do their shopping, reading, and much more. He also updated us about recent product enhancements, price plan reductions, and a growing number of agreements with airports and other venues. Kenneth Semyon Sr., chair of the Durward K. McDaniel First Timers Committee, introduced this year's first timers, Becky Dunkerson from Iowa and Nicholas McNeil from Florida. Eric Bridges introduced the twenty eighteen JP Morgan Chase Leadership Fellows. Awardees are chosen for their work on behalf of ACB and or a state or special interest affiliate. They receive a sponsorship from JP Morgan Chase to attend the conference. This year's recipients are Marie Brenius, Virginia, Darian Slayton Fleming, Oregon, Debbie Rosier, Pennsylvania, Michael Tally, Alabama, and Deb Trevino, Delaware. Immediately following the introductions, Credentials Committee Chairman Ralph Smitherman gave the first credentials report. Bridges then made a special presentation to staff member and editor Sharon Lovering for her 25 years of service to ACB. Sharon's contributions include not only editing of the ACB Braille and E Forum magazines, but also production of each year's convention newspaper, management of the ACB membership list, and a myriad of other tasks in support of ACB members across the country. The session concluded with the affiliate roll call. Sunday The convention first heard from several sponsors— general motors amazon google and humanware the general motors spokesman laid out three of the company's goals for the immediate future with respect to gm cars he stated that the goals were zero accidents zero emissions and zero human drivers gm is committed to producing and promoting driverless cars He said that we will need to change legislation and automobile regulations that were adopted with the assumption that human beings, not computers, would control the cars. The Amazon representative demonstrated the Amazon Locker, which operates similarly to a Braille and talking ATM. The purpose of Amazon Locker is to provide communities with centralized locations where people can retrieve their Amazon packages. A blind person retrieving a package enters a six-digit code into the talking locker. The locker opens, the person retrieves her package, and manually closes the locker door. Lockers ensure that customers receive packages safely and that blind customers know exactly when a package has been delivered to them. This morning's Angel presentation was for Teddy Joy Remheld of California. Teddy Joy was a political activist and a writer, and the convention heard a reading of her poem, Solitary Sojourn, which appeared in the April 2005 issue of The Forum. We next heard from blind master card mechanic and magician Richard Turner, who presented a combined magic show and inspirational speech based in part on his autobiographical film, Delt, which was shown on Sunday evening. Karen Kenninger, director of the National Library Service, summarized the Orbit Reader pilot program as well as the possibility of digital book delivery using a mobile cartridge. Regarding NLS integration of commercial audiobooks into its library, Kenninger stated that commercial audiobook use enables NLS to release new titles to blind readers on the same day that sighted readers receive them. Only 10-15% to 15% of NLS subscribers currently use BARD, she added. Jose Maria Vieira, the World Blind Union's new executive director, was the next speaker. He reminded us that the WBU was founded in 1944 with the aim of creating a better international scenario for all blind and visually impaired people worldwide. The World Health Organization estimated that in 2011, there were approximately 1 billion people with disabilities living worldwide. Vieira said that almost 250 million disabled people are blind and visually impaired, which is one quarter of the world's disability population. If we were a shared nationality, we would be the third biggest nation in the world, second only to China and India. The WBU advocates on behalf of human rights, education, employment, independence, access to information, community inclusion, and more. He thanked ACB for setting a high standard for all blind people. The morning's final presentation was called Celebrating 50 Years of Achievement and Advocacy, Randolph Shepard Vendors of America. Speakers were Dan Sippel, RSVA President, and Artis Bazin, RSVA Second Vice President. Monday Monday's theme was Education and Advocacy. Ron Brooks presented the Vernon Henley Media Award to Comcast and NBC Universal in recognition of their excellent audio description of the 2018 Olympics and Paralympics. Denise Cauley, Chair of the ACB Scholarship Committee, introduced the 2018 scholarship winners. They are James Boehm, Tennessee, Clinical Mental Health Counseling Miranda Borka, Virginia, Social Work Ruben Flores Hernandez, Oregon, Mathematics Eric Harvey, California, Near Eastern and Judaic Studies Joshua King, Iowa Business Analytics, Supply Chain Management Emmeline Lacrout, Texas Marketing Carlos Madrano, Tennessee, Computer Science Leonard Moore, North Carolina, Adult Education Dexter Rowell, Massachusetts, Law Kyle Rufo, Pennsylvania, Undecided, Sciences Edward Shaham, Connecticut, Supply Chain Management Sasha Somua, Connecticut, Business Administration, Angelina Stillman, Pennsylvania, Legal Studies, Matthew Turner, Idaho, Economics and Technology, Leon Victorio, Oregon, Art, Sarah Wiles, Massachusetts, Law, Thomas Woodyard, Georgia, Public and International Affairs and Anthropology, Alan Casey introduced the winners of CCLVI's Fred Scheigert Scholarships. They are Madison Allen, North Carolina, Nuclear Engineering Samantha Mayberry, Indiana, Acting Maureen Hayden, Texas, Marine Biology Leslie Thatcher, director of the College Success Program at the Perkins School for the Blind, talked about Perkins' nine-month residential program where blind and visually impaired students learn the skills they need to help them overcome barriers that interfere with completing college. These include advocacy, technology, independent living, executive functioning, organization, and travel. Students also take college classes and do job shadowing. The convention next heard a panel discussion on new collaborative strategic directions by Russell Schaefer, chairman of the American Foundation for the Blinds Board, and Craig Medder, president and CEO of the American Printing House for the Blind. AFB is focused on policy and developing partnerships. To better carry out their mission, APH will provide more services for blind adults as well as for children and will now run the Career Connect Vision Aware, Braille Bug, and Vision Services and Training Materials websites formerly managed by AFB. Conventioners applauded upon learning that all of the document collections on Helen Keller's life are fully digitized and available for viewing on the AFB website. Convention-goers got to meet Annie Barth from the 350th episode of NCIS, played by Marilee Tulkington, an actress with low vision. The episode, Sight Unseen, aired on April 17. Marilee's presentation was lively and encouraging. She shared how her many challenges turned into opportunities. Marilee's parting words were, We are powerful beyond measure. Own your fabulousness and uniqueness. From fabulous to fabric softener, attendees next heard from Samuel Duplessis, design leader at First Build, and his son Jack, a sophomore at DuPont Manuel High School, both of Louisville, Kentucky. The father and son invented the talking laundry module for GE washers and dryers. Jack shared the process for constructing the device. First Build is a subsidiary of GE. For more information, visit www. F-I-R-S-T-B-U-I-L-D dot The final presenter was Jonathan Smith, Executive Director of the Washington Lawyers Committee for Civil Rights and Urban Affairs. ACB has worked closely with this advocacy organization for several years on access issues, including Improving Accessibility of SAM.gov, ensuring that DC area taxi drivers and ride share services accept passengers with service animals and securing settlements with hospitals to make touch screens accessible to blind and visually impaired patients along with making all documents available in accessible formats they received the ACB president's award for their partnership with ACB tuesday Tuesday began with a presentation the convention looks forward to every year. Laura Generelli is a narrator who works directly for the National Library Service in Washington, D.C., and has been there since 1979. She not only narrates books, but trains narrators throughout the country. Both her parents were Italian-American, and, growing up, her relatives and a high school teacher gave her the tools that made her a good narrator. She says that you have to love to read if you are to be a good narrator, because the work of narrating is both demanding and difficult. You have to love it if you're going to stick with it. Generelli also said that creating talking books was like translating the printed word into speech so that the essence of the print book could best be made all it can be for a listener. The next major presentation came from Eric Bridges, executive director of ACB. He thanked the volunteers and staff who made this convention such a success. He also thanked Kelly Gask and Larry Turnbull for their work on the website, which launched during convention. It is now more visually appealing and easier to search. Over the past year, ACB has been mentioned in lots of mainstream publications because of the advocacy we are undertaking. A major area involved the work with Cisco Systems on the development of an accessible business phone. Eric mentioned the recruitment of a blind actress to play a part on NCIS. He noted that the Hollywood folks listened and ACB was acknowledged as a consultant. ACB was also credited with a major role for the creation of three new emoji that picture blind people. Convention sponsorship dollars are up 18% this year. Eric indicated that the companies who are here want input from blind people on how to be more inclusive, which is far more important than just the dollars. ACB continues to work on its strategic plan. We have a new logo. We have created a legacy endowment fund that will assure ACB's viability into the future. And there are many other efforts that members will hear about as time goes on. He urged people to email him with issues at e-b-r-i-d-g-e-s at a-c-b Tony Stevens, ACB's Director of Advocacy and Governmental Affairs, provided an update on taxes and offered more information about the ABLE program. He celebrated the fact that the blindness exemption was retained he urged people to look at the impact of the new higher standard deduction there are volunteers to help you with tax preparation call 18009069887 tony then talked a little about the able account which allows for putting money aside for blindness related expenses to learn more visit www.able nrc.org. He also suggested that people contact their congressman about the ABLE Age Adjustment Act, which would allow people older than 26 at the time of their blindness to be included. And then it was time for awards. The BOP presented the Ned E. Freeman Excellence in Writing Award to Richard Rueda for his article about a trip to Italy called In the Palm of Nature. See the April 2017 issue. Chip Haley and Judy Jackson presented the Affiliate Growth Awards, which went to Mississippi and Delaware. The Robert S. Bray Award went to the American Printing House for the Blind for the creation of Indoor Explorer, a part of Nearby Explorer that allows blind people to navigate indoors independently. Kelly Gask discussed the new ACB website. An organized process was used to create new elements for ACB's website and to make sure it met the needs of blind, low-vision, and sighted users. A group of testers from all three groups reviewed every page of the new site, and changes were made based on the feedback received. Kelly said that this new website is ACB's first true professional representation of who we are to the rest of the world. ACB's social media pages have also grown over the last year, with 15 percent more users on Facebook and 22 percent more users on Twitter. National office staffers have begun using Facebook Live to take followers to where the action is. Wednesday: The convention first heard from Hymns Incorporated and IRA, IRA. Earl Harrison, regional sales manager, shared information about HIMS' latest Braille products. Taptillo, a product and game designed to help readers just learning Braille. Help Tech Braille, a display that matches its scrolling speed to the reader's speed. The Braille Sense Polaris, the Polaris Mini, and the Q Braille. Paul Schrader, VP of Public Policy and Strategy, spoke on behalf of Ira. Using iPhones and IRA glasses, users connect with a volunteer who helps them navigate their environment. This process assists with navigating an airport terminal, locating an item in a convenience store, or scheduling a lift ride. Schrader suggested that all students encourage their college campuses to add IRA as an access element. He noted that Ira will provide free minutes to blind explorers who are searching for employment during October. Attendees heard next from Claire Stanley, ACB's advocacy and outreach specialist, who updated everyone on the status of air travel for guide dog handlers. Claire stated that although our dog's access is protected in public places by the ADA, once aboard aircraft, we answer to the Air Carrier Access Act. In response to a number of incidents in which members of the general public tried to pass off untrained animals as service and emotional support animals, several airlines began creating new policies that required those with service animals to provide medical documentation and other proof of the animal's legitimate status at least 48 hours before a flight. This has proven to be a hardship for guide dog handlers who are trying to check in at airport gate kiosks or who need to travel on short notice. In January of 2018, Eric Bridges and Tony Stevens began working with airlines and other disability rights groups to craft policies that address the issue of fake service animals without imposing any hardship on blind and visually impaired travelers. Tony Stevens updated attendees on ACB's legislative activities in Washington. He shared information about autonomous vehicle legislation currently making its way through the Senate and the House. He commended collaboration between ACB, the NFB, the American Library Association, and several publishers, which resulted in the unanimous approval of the Marrakesh Treaty by the United States Senate on June 28th. Tony reviewed other legislation designed to protect our civil rights of reading, housing, employment, and health care. He reminded us that we as a community are responsible for making NLS services, rehab services, accessible currency, and all that we care about part of the national conversation. Saja Koirala, graduate research assistant at the University of Hawaii, Manoa, informed us about the Uni Description Project. This app allows blind and visually impaired park visitors to download audio-described park brochures for several national parks. In California, ACB members have tested the app at both Yosemite National Park and Muir Woods National Monument and provided feedback to the app's creators, allowing them to fine-tune it. Joel Snyder, director of ACB's audio description project, spoke next. He said that people from 20 states and 5 countries attended this summer's ADP Conference for Audio Describers. He also announced this year's Audio Description Award winners. To learn who they are, see the article elsewhere in this issue. Dan Spoon summarized ACB's fundraising programs and their importance. These programs include the ACB Braille Forum Raffle, the Monthly Monetary Support MMS Program, the ACB Convention Auction, the Mini Mall, the Holiday Auction, the Walk, the Angel Tribute Program, and Giving Tuesday. Spoon said that MMS is bringing in $100,000 per year. This year's auction raised $15,000 and the Walk raised nearly $84,000. Thursday Thursday focused on convention business. Attendees voted on constitutional and bylaws amendments, an amendment to the bylaws regarding the status of junior members passed. A constitutional amendment to allow greater flexibility of representation on the ACB Board of Directors from a state was defeated. Then it was time for elections. Jeff Tom, Pat Sheehan, and Katie Frederick were re-elected to the Board of Directors. New board members are James Crott of Florida and Michael Talley of Alabama. Deb Cook-Lewis and Paul Edwards were re-elected to the Board of Publications. Penny Reeder of Maryland is the newest BOP member. Between elections and roll calls, Mark Reichert, Resolution's Chair, led the convention through resolutions on a variety of topics. These will be summarized in a future issue. Janet Dickelman, Convention Chair, Thanked the related committees and talked about the successes and challenges of this year's convention. Next year's conference will be held from July 5 to 12 in Rochester, New York. Mini Mall News by Carla Reschival St. Louis was the gateway to success for the Mini Mall at the 2018 ACB Conference and Convention. Lots of customers and over $15,000 in sales combined to make this another banner year for the Mini Mall. To all who shopped at the mini-mall, thank you, thank you, thank you. And thanks to the mini-mall committee and volunteers who gave hours and hours of time to make it all happen. You were awesome. 2018 workers in St. Louis included Carrie Bishop, Patty and David Cox, George Holliday, Samantha Hubbard, Cindy Labon, D.J. McIntyre, Debbie Persons, Adam and Carla Rushavel, Amanda Selm. Fran and Lyle sign and Vicki vote. Deanna Noriega and Linda Yaks also played major roles on the Mini-Mall Committee and in the planning process throughout the year. Thanks to Michael Smitherman, ACB's Exhibits Coordinator, for his tremendous help and support both before and during Convention Week. To Janet Dickelman, ACB Convention Coordinator, for her selection of a great location for our sidewalk sale the last day of Convention to Carrie Bishop for her donation of a pricing gun that saved us hours and hours of prep time, and to the ACB Minneapolis office staff for their outstanding support throughout the entire year. The Mini Mall could not happen without you. Now it's time for affiliate conventions and to start planning for those holiday fundraisers. And it's always time to think about ways to tell others about your affiliate or chapter. The Mini Mall can help. We have several popular ACB items available at special discounts. Use them as thank you gifts, special recognitions, or chapter and affiliate fundraisers. Are you looking for items with your affiliate or chapter logo on them? Affiliates and chapters are also invited to participate in our Mall Partners program. Find out more by calling the Mini-Mall at 1-877-630-7190. You say you have no idea what to buy for that birthday, anniversary, thank you, or holiday gift? The Mini Mall's got you covered. Our gift cards, available in amounts of $10 and up, are perfect for every occasion. Order online at mall.acb.org or call us at 1-877-630-7190. New products may be added to the mall at any time, and a new price list will be available in Braille, large print, audio, and electronic format around mid-September. Featured products include ACB fleece jackets, ACB silk-touch polo shirts, ACB four-port wall chargers for tablets and mobile devices, 6- and 10-foot charging cables for Apple and Android devices beautiful 24-ounce mugs etched with an ACB in print and braille, graphite and aluminum folding canes, and ACB zippered totes and computer backpacks. Check out our wide assortment of SD cards and flash drives and keep them all organized in our cases and pouches. Shipping is free when you order $35 or more of eligible items. For more information, visit the Mini Mall online or join our email list by sending a blank message to mall-subscribe at acblists.org. You may also email the Mini Mall at mall at acb.org or call us at one. 1- American Council of the Blind Announces Audio Description Awards Washington, July 10, 2018 The American Council of the Blind, ACB, proudly announces the 2018 Achievement Awards in Audio Description, an initiative of the Council's Audio Description Project, ADP. In conjunction with ACB's 57th Annual Conference and Convention in St. Louis, Missouri, the awards were presented at a plenary session of the conference before over 1,000 ACB members and convention attendees. The prestigious awards included Achievement in Audio Description, Performing Arts Mind's Eye Radio, Belleville, Illinois, for its work providing description for the Muni in St. Louis, the St. Louis Shakespeare Theater, Shakespeare in the Streets, the Rep, the Black Rep, Stray Dog Theater, Inevitable Theater Company, Metro Theater Company, the Tennessee Williams Festival, and its work with LAMP, Interpreting Service, providing audio description for a series of medically-oriented films produced in several languages. Its description activity extends to audio description at the St. Louis Zoo, the Missouri Botanical Gardens, the Moolah Shrine Circus, Disney on Ice, the VIP Parade, the Solar Eclipse, and the establishment of a seminar on website accessibility through its Arts and Culture Accessibility Cooperative. Achievement in Audio Description, Media Rooted in Rights, Seattle, Washington, for its video and social media advocacy program focused exclusively on stories about disability rights. All of the nearly 200 original videos produced since 2015 have featured audio description. Achievement in Audio Description, Visual Art, Museums, Visitor Centers, Tennessee School for the Blind and Julia Cawthon, Nashville, Tennessee for their hosting of a unique event on August 21, 2017, to bring a live audio description of the solar eclipse to all the blind and visually impaired students at TSB and to thousands of blind people around the world through the live broadcast on ACB Radio. Achievement in Audio Description International Amos Bear, CEO, The Central Library for the Blind and Visually Impaired Individuals, Tel Aviv, Israel. For work establishing an audio description service, an operation that allows the inclusion of hundreds of blind and visually impaired people in theater performances, movies, museums, ceremonies, and live events. Special Recognition Achievement in Audio Description International Antonio Vasquez Martin Aristia Producciones SLU Madrid, Spain for his work with students in the Spanish Translation Program at Montclair State University, developing a free-of-charge 20-hour training course on audio description. Dr. Margaret R. Fansteel Memorial Achievement Award in Audio Description, Research and Development Dr. Francisco Lima, Recife, Brazil, for the ActiveView app which offers audio description as well as closed captions, amplified audio, sign language interpretation, and multiple languages. Barry Levine Memorial Award for Career Achievement in Audio Description The Carl and Ruth Shapiro Family National Center for Accessible Media at WGBH, NCAM for its more than 20 years researching, developing, and customizing tools, guidelines, and technology that lower the barriers to providing and accessing high-quality image and audio description. The Achievement Awards are made to individuals and or organizations for outstanding contributions to the establishment and or continued development of significant audio description programs. The Barry Levine Memorial Award for Career Achievement in Audio Description recognizes an individual for outstanding contributions to the field of audio description over an extended period of time, leading, inspiring, or providing significant service to others. Audio description uses words that are succinct, vivid, and imaginative to convey the visual image from television, film, DVDs, theater, museums, and many other settings, stated Kim Charlson, president of the American Council of the Blind. The organizations and individuals honored with these awards are among the leaders in description. They help make so many aspects of our culture accessible to people who are blind or have low vision. They deserve this special recognition. Additional information about ACB's audio description project is available at www acb.org ADP Summary of the ACB Convention Board Meeting by Deb Cook-Lewis ACB's Board of Directors met in St. Louis on June 29. President Kim Charlson called the meeting to order at 9 a.m. All officers and board members were in attendance. The agenda was adopted and minutes of the February 24 board meeting were approved. Secretary Ray Campbell explained that there was discussion on the board email list regarding reimbursement of board travel expense for meetings. The board voted by email to refer this to the Budget Committee for Review and Cost Analysis with a report at the fall board meeting. This email vote was ratified. Charlson and Mitch Pomerantz provided updates on activities of the Braille Authority of North America and the World Blind Union. ACB received the CNIB Century of Change Award during the WBU conference in May. Dan Spoon summarized efforts to reestablish the advisory board, which would focus on marketing and development. A brainstorming session was held in May with a consultant and an action plan was drafted for capacity building and obtaining subject matter expertise in critical areas. The goal is to actively recruit advisory members and have five to seven identified by November with their first meeting prior to mid-year. The board accepted the advisory board working group report and the president's report. Eric Bridges announced that the Senate approved the Marrakesh Treaty on June 28 under unanimous consent. He introduced Claire Stanley, ACB's advocacy and outreach specialist. He thanked Kelly Gask for her work on the new website, as well as those who helped with testing. Eric summarized advocacy activities resulting in positive press for ACB, including work with Cisco Systems, collaboration with Apple to develop emoji representing blind people, consultation regarding portrayal of a blind character on an episode of NCIS, and a Microsoft video featuring Eric highlighting their work in Artificial Intelligence to launch their AI for Nonprofits grant program. Nancy Becker said that the audit went smoothly this year. Changes in the affiliate membership management system made updating member information much easier. An endowment fund has been established consistent with criteria adopted at the mid-year meeting. Nancy explained that the Board must adopt an effectiveness policy and approve an effectiveness report to comply with the BBB-WISE-Giving Alliance criteria for charitable organizations. The Board voted to adopt the policy and to approve the report as sent to them in advance. In her editor's report, Sharon Lovering described how she works with various ACB committees and the Board of Publications circulation of acb's magazines has increased 8.85 percent perkins is managing the cartridge distribution people will be contacted if they have not returned cartridges after three issues tom tobin and joe lynn bailey page summarized acb's development and grant writing activities including direct mail appeal acb angel memorial tribute program annual giving societies, and management of foundation relationships with many new prospects. Tom needs assistance to replenish the testimonial pipeline used for the appeals and other activities. The development team meets on a regular basis and is now working with the marketing and communications team. Larry Turnbull reported that ACB radio listener counts continue to increase. ACB Link is now in beta for Android and on the Google Play Store. ACB Radio hosted the Candidates Forum using the Zoom Meetings platform. There is a podcast feed for convention programming. acbradio.org slash acb xml. Tony Stevens updated the Board on ACB's advocacy initiatives, including Protecting Funding for Important Federal Programs, Service Animals on Airlines, Medicare Demonstration, Autonomous Vehicles, Audio Description, Procurement Regulations and the Definition of Integrated Employment in the Rehabilitation Services Administration, Accessible Currency, and Other Issues as Directed by ACB Resolutions. Kelly Gask reported that the new website is live. The new logo is being used. Social media contacts have increased significantly. ACB has a strong and consistent message in its marketing materials. The board accepted all staff reports. During lunch, the board convened an executive session to discuss legal advocacy, personnel, and financial issues. There were no motions made. Treasurer David Trott reviewed the June Financials, Investments, and Budget report in detail. His report was adopted. The strategic action teams provided updates on their work. For a summary, see the July issue. Janet Dickelman reported that convention attendance is up, in part because of offering continuing education credits this year, with 865 pre-registered. There were concerns regarding the format of the online versions of the convention program. Deb Lewis stated that the BOP would work with the convention committee to resolve this for next year. The fall board meeting will be October 5 in Rochester, New York. The dates for the 2019 convention in Rochester are July 5 to 12. For Schaumburg, Illinois in 2020, dates are July 3 to 10. The Board of Publications editorial policy manual is being totally rewritten to reflect the BOP's collaboration with other committees and groups within ACB as well as modernizing the language to be consistent and readable. The candidates' forum had a new look and feel as an online forum prior to convention. There will be an informal town hall meeting at convention. The writers workshop will feature a presentation by Kelly Gask and Katie Frederick. The ACB Braille Forum and E-Forum will have more balanced coverage. The E-Forum will now be themed issues beginning with the August issue. The BOP report was accepted. With no further business, the board meeting adjourned at 4:15 p.m. ACB Radio Holiday Auction. The fun begins. Fall is almost here, and planning has begun for the 7th annual ACB Holiday Auction. The ACB Radio and Minneapolis staff and the Holiday Auction Committee are teaming up to bring you a wonderful shopping experience and the perfect opportunity to support ACB Radio. But we need your help now in order to make the 2018 auction a success. Individuals, chapters, and affiliates, and businesses are invited to contribute items to the holiday auction. Popular items include candy, cookies, and other holiday treats, jewelry, technology, handcrafted items, unusual music boxes, gift cards, and holiday decor. Join our 2018 Holiday Parade of States by contributing a food or other item traditional to your area. All items donated to the holiday auction will be displayed on our auction preview page on the ACB website. All donors will be acknowledged on both the website and ACB radio during the auction. Donors and winning bidders will also be spotlighted in the ACB Braille Forum in early 2019. Notify us now that you plan to donate items to the auction. Share a description of each item with us so we can begin creating the preview page. Send all items except homemade goodies to our Minnesota office by November 1. The address is American Council of the Blind, Attention Holiday Auction, 6300 Shingle Creek Parkway, Suite 195, Brooklyn Center, Minnesota 55430. For more information about the holiday auction and how to contribute items, contact Carla rusheville at 502-897-1472 or CARLA40206 at com. Brian Charlson at 617-926-9198 or brian CHARLSON at COMCAST.net or Lori Sarf in the ACB Minneapolis office at 612 332 3242 or LSARFF at ACB.org. Thanks in advance for your generous support of ACB Radio. Carla Rushival. new acb chapter for members under 40 by amanda selm in 2014 the kentucky council of the blind next generation an organization of members under the age of 40 received its charter and became a chapter of the kentucky council of the blind four years later we are still moving forward in a positive direction with even more ambition than we ever had before Something special happened this summer. Five of our members, three of whom were board members of our chapter, attended the ACB convention in St. Louis. What an awesome experience! Ever since we arrived home, our excitement has spiked to new levels, generating new thoughts and ideas for the future of our chapter and ACB. With this newfound energy and excitement comes the idea of taking our chapter to the national level. Several of our members discovered that there was a good mix of convention attendees under the age of 40 this summer, with the most popular comment being, I wish there was a place in ACB for people around my age. We are excited to announce that our chapter is on board and ready to move forward with putting together a national affiliate. We are looking for people who are just as eager as we are to join us on conference calls and get connected on Facebook. By the time you read this article, we will have already held our first meeting and scheduled the next one. If you are interested, please contact Amanda Selm at 502-750-1774 or by email at a l s m o o t 87 at gmail.com. We look forward to hearing from all members under 40. If you're over 40 and would still like to be part of the excitement, we welcome your support as well. Affiliate News GDUI Updates Handbook Guide Dog Users, Incorporated recently published a revised handbook for prospective guide dog users, which shares comprehensive information about acquiring and using a guide dog for safe and independent travel. The Guide 90 pages in length and available in ebook and print formats, is called A Handbook for the Prospective Guide Dog Handler, 4th edition. The updated manual reflects changes in guide dog training methodologies, growth in the community of guide dog users, changes in the number of schools available, and evolving attitudes among the public regarding acceptance of guide dogs. This handbook answers questions for the prospective guide dog team, as well as for families of people who are blind, blindness rehabilitation professionals and educators, and the general public. Part 1 shares heartfelt accounts from many guide dog users and covers the process of deciding whether a guide dog is the right choice, choosing and applying to a training program, learning to become a guide dog handler, returning home, and more. A handbook for the prospective guide dog handler is available as an ebook and in print from Amazon.com, Smashwords, and other online sellers. For more information, visit www.dldbooks.com slash gduihandbook slash. New website for North Carolina. The North Carolina Council of the Blind has a brand-new website, www.nccbinfo.org. It's chock-full of useful information, history, photos, and convention information and pre-registration. The state convention will be held September 21-23 in Fayetteville. The experience of a lifetime awaits you at Ski for Light International Week 2019. The 44th annual Ski for Light International Week will take place from January 27 through February 3, 2019, in Granby, Colorado. Ski for Light organizes an annual week-long event to teach blind and mobility-impaired adults the basics of cross-country skiing. The event attracts more than 250 skiers, guides, and volunteers from throughout the United States, as well as international participants. During the week, each skier is paired with an experienced, sighted cross-country skier who acts as ski instructor and on-snow guide. Participants in the 44th annual Ski for Light International Week will ski and stay at Snow Mountain Ranch, part of the YMCA of the Rockies, located near Winter Park. Single rooms, doubles, triples, and quads are available. In addition to skiing on 100 kilometers of wide and wonderfully groomed Nordic trails, participants will have the opportunity to hone their auditory laser rifle skills in a biathlon experience facilitated by the United States Association of Blind Athletes, compete in the Olav-Peterson Race Rally, and enjoy many off-snow activities. I discovered Ski for Light at the 2012 event and my life changed, wrote skier Tim McCorkle. Through skiing and the opportunities to work with other Ski for Light enthusiasts, I began to imagine what was possible and spent less time and energy dwelling on what I could no longer do after experiencing vision loss. If you have never attended what many have called the experience of a lifetime, please consider participating in the Ski for Light 2019 International Week. Registration forms and pricing for skiers, guides, and volunteers are now available at www.sfl.org. You can also view a brief, narrated video introduction to Ski for Light on the website. For other questions regarding the program, contact Visually Impaired Participant Recruitment Coordinator Melinda Hollands at M-L-H-O-L-L-A-N-D-S-T-C at G-M-A-I-L dot com, or call her at 231 Hope to see with you in Colorado!